Welcome to The Network, a success podcast for healthcare consultants to learn the strategies and tactics to launch and grow a profitable consulting business. If you're a healthcare professional ready to monetize your years of healthcare experience, you're in the right place. And now for your host, L. Pearson. Hello, healthcare consultants. Welcome back to the Network Podcast. I have a very special guest with me here today by the name of Linda Scruggs. Linda is a nurse consultant who specializes in telehealth, clinical communications, and patient education. Linda helps her clientele transform care in a patient-focused and effective manner using telehealth, writing SOPs for her clientele, and creating clinical pathways to operate effectively using remote clinical staff. I'm excited for you to get to learn more about Linda and how she helps her clientele achieve operational excellence. Linda, welcome to the Network Podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Finally, we connected. That's right. Linda, I've been wanting to chat with you for some time, but I'm (laughs) glad to share your expertise with the audience today because they are all aspiring to share their knowledge as nurse consultants also. So for those who are meeting you for the first time, Linda, share a little bit about who you are and what you do as a nurse consultant. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, I am a registered nurse. I have done all different types of nursing specialties, but before I became a nurse, I was in the corporate world in uh, information technology. And so as I became a nurse and I was in these different specialties, I was really drawn to not just doing the, the nurse work, but trying to improve and uh, innovate ideas and make, you know, patient care more efficient and more effective. And I slowly just began to grow within my nursing career where it transformed into um, being pulled over onto, I don't want to say the administrative side because I'm a nurse, but into the side where I sit between technology and digital and clinical nursing. Mm -hmm. And I try to merge those two together. Yes. Lots of great experience. Yeah, it's been, it's been a really, it's just all worked out. And so over time, um, I became a consultant and created my own business so that I could be able to serve the different pathways that healthcare organizations maybe are struggling with Mm -hmm. to solve their problems and focus on patient care, patient experience, which is a big thing for me and patient education. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of our our worlds align with what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, At some point, you know, it takes the nurse who is in an administrative role, or even if, if he or she is in a clinical role, to even recognize that they can share their expertise as a consultant. So at what point did you even discover that you could start your own business as a nurse consultant? That's such a great question. Um, I didn't know. I don't know if you ever really know. You have to take that leap of faith. That being said, I was working towards that for a number of years. So I was working in... Um, a fertility center that specializes in reproductive endocrinology and reproductive medicine um, in Manhattan, where I lived. And then over time, I I had two children, I started working remotely. So I was making phone calls for patients, doing instructions, 
um, delivering patient education just by phone. And I started realizing this is so effective because then the patient can ask questions from the convenience of being home or at their office. And why wouldn't I do that over FaceTime? And so a lot of it was injection teaching. So I'd say, okay, well, we could do this over FaceTime. And so I started coming up with ideas. And as you know, in traditional healthcare, it can be a little bit behind yes. in, in being pushed forward. And I really developed this, um, this desire to just ask why, like, why aren't we doing this better? Why, how can we improve this? And so I did it for a number of years, almost on the side where I would do it privately with patients, or I would also working as a consultant, you know, providing with them just extra education or information or guidance, um, staying within the realm of nursing, obviously, mm -hmm. um, and that scope, but then also as a consultant, taking on these little side projects. Okay. Well, you think you can improve patient education? How? And like literally from the ground up, coming up with an idea, developing it, um, creating it, doing everything um, all the way through. And so as that became successful over time, I realized, well, wait a second, I want to be able to work for myself. Yes. And this is, this is exciting. And I love to travel. And so it took time, it took years, but I got to a point where I thought, okay, well, two things are going to happen. Either it's going to be successful or it's not, yes. in which case that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I tried. You tried and you took that leap. It starts yes. with knowing that you are going to do this no matter what. Um, so yep. there's a lot of mindset work that goes into it. And mm -hmm. I commend you for being able to say, you know what? This is something I enjoy. I'm knowledgeable. I'm going to take that leap and I'm going to do it. So yes, I tip you. my hat to you for being able to get to you as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was talking to uh, someone recently and we're talking about fear. You know, some of the most successful entrepreneurs, they deal with having fears of going beyond their comfort zone. Is that something you can relate to, Linda? It totally is. The two things that always drove me um, to kind of push it is honestly being a mom, mm -hmm. having two kids and wanting to, to kind of have it all. I didn't want to be away from them during their baby years. Now that they're getting a little older, they're seven and 11. I don't want to be away from them <laughs> during these years because I realized it's even harder. Yeah. And so I really was just trying to figure out a way to balance life work and make it somehow happen. And I will share quite honestly that it was a lot of long, long days and nights where I would work. And then I would go in to sit with my laptop until one o'clock in the morning and wake up. I was burning it at both ends. And for a certain amount of time, I feel like for anything to be successful, you have to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it for a really long time where I was running my own blog, which I still do. And that was helping me grow my knowledge and get really my feet wet and kind of boots on the ground experience. And then that translated into work. Mm -hmm. And so it all kind of, you know, became a collaboration. Yes. So you discover this niche, something you enjoyed doing and you could make money as a consultant. Take me back to when it came to getting your first client. Did you get that client off of referrals or relationships? How did that work out for you? It is all about relationships for me. So I always openly share. I'm, I'm honest about this on social media and everything. I'm, I have a really strong clinical knowledge base, mm -hmm. um, but the physical aspects of nursing were not my strong suit. It's really more communication and touching patients and making that connection. Mm -hmm. And so I've used that always in my, my career and any job or role I've ever been in. And so my first client was actually for a fertility center that I'd worked for for many years as a primary nurse. 
And then as my life changed with my kids and my needs, I became a remote nurse. And then I basically, you know, went to them and said, here's an issue. I think I can solve it. I know this place better than anywhere else. Give me a shot. Wow. And so it's really something that I learned over time that if you can prove yourself and you make connections with people, that's why I love social media, because I think it is such a social space. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really that starting point. And then from there, nowadays, I will be interested in something or have an idea and I will reach out directly um, to a company or an organization or a brand because I do a lot of brand work and collaborations in, in blogging and social media. And I'll say, I have this idea here's my background and I'll present a media kit or my rates or, you know, and come up with a proposal or it'll come to me these days. It'll come to me, which is great. That's fantastic. Now you touched on something that's really pivotal. You mentioned you started out as an employee and you had the conversation to become a consultant. Now tell me about that conversation. I mean, like I said, I commend you for having the courage to step out on your own, but how was that transition for you? It, it really was a pretty natural transition for me. And the thing about it for me was I was really at a point where I left myself no choice. Mm-hmm. In other words, the fear and the ho- holding back and all those kind of things I had to take and put in a little box and push it away. And really, uh, that's my whole unboxed mom name, unbox this new opportunity for myself where I realized, you know, again, I could suggest this, they could take it and run with it themselves, or they could say, okay, let's give her a shot. Um, there are things that I've always done that I've gotten into that I don't even know if I can do them. (laughs) Being totally (laughs) honest. I'm hugely honest and I don't even know how to do them. I'm just like, I'm going to figure it out. And I, early on in my career, I worked for somebody at a very high level who was like, never bring a problem or, or complain without having a solution. That's right. Right. And so if you can bring solutions as a consultant, you're going to be okay. Yes. And you know what? I feel like that's aligned with the professional role of a nurse. I mean, we are the jack of all trades. We make it work. And, you know, at the end of the day, for those who are new to the concept of consulting, you're already a consultant. If you do patient education, you're a consultant. (laughs) You're providing your expert advice and recommendations. And so it's really no different from what, you know, you do from day to day. So... Wow, Linda, I'm so impressed with you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. No, but that's exactly true. Even if you're a bedside nurse and you think, okay, well, I'm at this hospital and this is where I have to be because what do I know? You're at the bedside and you're continuously pivoting and making adjustments and doing things and you don't realize how much autonomy you have in that space to deliver your type of care, right? Mm -hmm. Because we all have a different style of providing care. And so touching into what makes you unique in your nursing role And what you want to do is where I think there's a sweet spot for everybody. Yes, that's so true. Now, Linda, kind of bring me to speak with where you are today in your consulting practice. Um, How are you prospecting clients? How does that initial conversation go? Um, I know you do a lot of outreach. And these days, like you mentioned, social media is great because you can have conversations with the decision maker and bypass any gatekeeper. So what does that initial conversation uh, look and sound like? 
that's exactly, you just touched on it and that's the key. And it's what, what you and I, I think very similarly share is that it starts with communication. Mm-hmm. It starts with honesty and developing a relationship. And so social media is an absolute portal for that and getting to who you need to get to and, and really um, a starting point. The way my, my kind of lifestyle and, and business practice works these days is that um, I'm s- sitting at my home office and I have an iPad and a MacBook Pro and my phone. <laughs> but that being said, I work probably 80 to 90% on mobile devices now. Mm-hmm. I rely on a ton of apps. I am organized with my notes. Um, if a brand comes to me, I very quickly can respond with um, things I've already created um, that are appropriate based on what they're seeking as far as if it's a, a, a social media campaign or a marketing proposal or a blog post mm-hmm. or a video content and things like that. Um, and I basically open myself up. It sounds so cheesy, but it's totally true. <laughs> I open myself up to whatever it might bring. Mm-hmm. or what I could bring to them. And then from there, I just have a very um, specific conversation. And I usually try to say if there are three things that a consultant can, again, present and solve for a company or an organization, um, that's a great starting point. You don't have to solve the, the, the world's problems. You know, you're not recreating the universe. You're just starting with proving yourself and doing something that's going to help benefit them. Mm-hmm. That's right. I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah. And so that's pretty much how my days go. It's, um, I have a very crazy looking planner with notes and color coded things. <laughs> um, but I, I genuinely feel like it's um, on a day to day basis, it's very fast paced. I'm constantly connected online. Um, and it's that's something that has to be recognized and desired because you're working seven days a week. Yes. Yes. You really, you literally are. Um, yeah. My, I, just as you do, um, a lot of my work is also from my phone. I use a project management tool called Asana. And so, yes, yes all of my templates um, from, from conducting a discovery call to onboarding to client management, everything goes in Asana. So whenever, I think it's really good that you have templates also because you can kind of modify um, you know, that client needs to what you have in place, add additional information and then send it off. So you do get into a routine. So I agree with you. We have definitely a lot in common. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And it's like you said, it's apps, it's things like that. It's notes, it's prepared hashtags after doing hashtag research. It's, um, templates, like you're saying, it's media kits. It's all of those kind of things. It's even, um, some paragraphs in an email to just be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. Linda, I know you are a consultant who works on her own. Have you built out a team at all to help you with a lot that goes on in your day-to-day business? Um, I should be better about this. I am pretty, um, I'm quite a control freak. <laughs> and so, um, but I do that because it's my name, right? Yeah. And it's my business. And so I haven't really outsourced much. Um, I've tried to a couple of times to varying degrees of success and tested it on myself for my own work Mm -hmm. to see how I would feel about it. And sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't, but overall I'm sort of a one person shop and that works for me because I can, I can say what I can do, but I also can say what I can't do. And I think that's important to be able to create those boundaries for yourself when you're 
so that you're not overselling or you're not underselling mm -hmm. yourself. Yes, that's so true. I agree with you 100%. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that a lot of consultants who are especially new in consulting have a very hard time of grasping. Um, I get these questions quite frequently. When it comes to assessing the needs of a new client and you're trying to determine your fees, how do you go <laughs> about establishing your fees? What all do you look at? That is a fantastic question. So I will tell you, and this is a really, I'm passionate about this topic because I really believe in helping each other. And I have been um, in situations where I've been at conferences and things where people kind of give this very boilerplate answer and skim through it and don't say, but how, but how do you do that? Yeah. So they'll talk about, you know, the $10,000 contract, but they don't say how they got to do that. Yes. Um, the way I've worked it is I've always tried to make it um, sensible for the brand to understand where I'm coming from. So as a base example, I would use, depending on what area you live on, live in, the base hourly rate as a nurse. So if you were at a hospital as a registered nurse, this is what you'd make hourly. Then on top of that, I would add some compensation based on years of experience mm -hmm. or any kind of accreditation or any certifications. And then I would look at what roles are you solving in addition to just this nursing scope? Meaning for me, I'm working as a consultant. I'm also doing sales and marketing. So if they had to pay a nurse separately to create this, and then they'd have to create, um, hire a web designer to create this. Then they'd also have to create somebody, you know, hire somebody for social media and they'd have to pay them. Yes. That's, that could be four or five roles. If you can roll that into one, it justifies for them. Okay. I'm saving you money. Yes. But it has to be spelled out. And so you can look at each role and say, well, how much does the average, you know, you can even look online. What's the average person being paid for this? Mm -hmm. And then just come up with something that's logical. And I find that if it's not astronomical and just absolutely silly, most <laughs> of the time, companies and organizations understand and see that and mm -hmm. recognize that. Um, there's always a starting point. There's always an ending point. There's negotiations that take place. But I'm, I'm really become a huge believer in not underselling. And I will share a personal experience where I am from New York City where the salaries are much higher than down here in Nashville, where mm -hmm. I currently am. I travel back and forth and I consider myself nomadic in that sense, where I'm not really in any one place from a work perspective, I could work from anywhere. But a lot of times down here, there is a justification that it was, well, well, we're down here. So we don't pay, like the pay is not as the compensation is not as high as New York, of course. Mm -hmm. And my answer to that was, but my experience is still what it is. Yes. Right. And so it's still, again, solving multiple problems in multiple roles. And so while I realize it might be at, not at the scale of what's in New York City, it certainly doesn't mean that it's a justification yes. for, you know what I mean? And so and as nurses, I think we I have a lot of room where I could grow still in this. But in general, I feel like we're not super good advocates for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we all can benefit from. Yeah, reading and researching strategies and things like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, one thing that I've learned throughout the years of um, explaining my value and what I bring to the table, um, because that definitely does take practice. Uh, one thing that I started to do that really does work is once we have a discussion about um, how much my fee will be, um, mm -hmm. if 
we, if they need to negotiate that, I'm fine with negotiating, but I take services away. So it's yes. never about let me bring this price down and I'll continue to do all of these great things for you. Um, it becomes, okay, well, I can negotiate down. However, tell me exactly what you would like me to eliminate from the list of what the, you know, the solutions that I'm offering to you. And that seems to work. <laughs> that is so smart. <laughs> what? Well, thank you. I'm like exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> that, that is so so clever. Yes, because at the end of the day, um, we do a lot of work, especially if you have a team of executives who can't quite solve this problem. Um, mm. You coming in as the valuable expert are just that. You're valuable. And that comes with a fee. And so that's something that works. I would highly advise anyone <laughs> utilize that tactic because it definitely does work. And eventually, Linda, what happens is those same organizations will come back around and say, you know what? Okay, we see the value in that. We want to add that back to the list. Exactly. I like it. I love it. <laughs> that's so true. No, I mean, that really is so very, very true. Um, yes. That's a fantastic strategy. Yes, yes. Well, I would encourage all of you to use that as well. well Linda, Absolutely. Yes, you've definitely shared a lot today, but I feel like there's still more to share. Um, do you have any additional strategies or tips or words of advice you would give someone who is considering consulting, uh, but they don't know exactly where to start, how to uh, get going, where to find motivation, any additional strategies you would offer anyone who's new to the consulting space? Yes, I would. I would actually say, you know, get your feet wet. Um, by jumping in, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, just jump in and try and reach out and see what happens. And then the way to do that is really sit with people who know you best and ask them what you're good at. Like, what is your unique strength? What are you, what, what value do you have in your role or just in general in working with people? What is it that you, um, have your strength and use those strengths to just decide and sit with yourself and ask yourself, what do I want to do? So it's not just about being able to consult. It's not just about having um, freedom from a perspective of making your own hours because you're going to be working a lot all the time at random hours anyway. You have to have, be passionate about it. Otherwise, you will be too exhausted to really pursue it. Um, so I'm not saying it in a negative tone. I'm saying mm -hmm. it as do the work ahead of time to really decide why you're doing it, what you want to be doing, and then how you'll do it because that is what will sustain you and drive you continuously. Um, asking people, writing it down, um, coming up with sort of a vision board for yourself. Again, that's not just work-based, but life-based yes. in terms of how you want to see your daily, day-to-day -day existence um, and plot that out because I really do believe in sort of, you know, manifesting that to make it happen. Yes, I agree with you. A hundred percent, Linda. I know you mentioned apps earlier. What's one of your favorite apps that you can share with the audience that you use in your business? I am using a lot of social media apps right now for content creation. Mm -hmm. One of my absolute favorites, it's not a productivity app. It's just an, an app um, for graphics and things like that. I use Canva, which everybody uses. Oh, I love that. Um, but I <laughs> love, absolutely love Over, O-V-E-R. It's fantastic. Really? Um, I use over, um, I use a ton of, I actually use just the good old fashioned notes in like on my iPhone all the time. Um, I have gazillions of notes that I keep. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that I really love and appreciate. 
um, not really from a productivity standpoint again, but just more from like, I do use liquid text. Hmm. I've never heard of that one before. Yeah. Liquid text. I use things like that. Um, a lot of it is graphic based right now because I'm deep into doing that right now mm-hmm. and co- and a ton of video content. If if you're a writer and you're and you're looking to do marketing or you're looking to do clinical content or education, which is what I've always done, I find that that's great. I'm still doing that a lot, but video is... Video is powerful. Video is powerful. And um, if you're working, if you want to work in, in the realm of influencer marketing or things like that, video is definitely yes. um, what brands want to do. Yes, that's so true. Um, and as a consultant, you're the expert. So sharing your content through video, that's another great tip. Yes. <laughs> oh, and an app, one app that I live by is Grammarly. Grammarly. That's what I need to use. <laughs> um, that's yes. Once I, once I brought that into my life, things improved greatly overall, not just with grammar. (laughs) Okay. Well, fantastic. Linda, I appreciate you sharing your journey and your experience. For those who want to reach out and connect with you, how can we uh, reach you online? Yeah. So on all social media channels, I'm at unboxed mom. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. That's probably the one that I live in most. I'm not so much on Facebook, although I'm there. Um, Twitter, of course, uh, YouTube, and my website is lindascruggs.com. Perfect. Linda, thank you so much for your time. You have a wonderful thank day. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode with Linda and you were able to walk away with some actionable tips and strategies to also implement in your consulting business. If you are an aspiring healthcare consultant and you want to learn more about the B2B healthcare consulting industry, I invite you to visit our website at www.thehealthcareconsultantnetwork.com. Until next time, I'll chat with you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Network Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're ready to monetize your knowledge as a consultant, head over to thehealthcareconsultantnetwork.com and check out our resources for aspiring healthcare consultants. Would you like to be notified of future episodes? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review The Network Podcast on iTunes, and we just may feature your review on the show. We look forward to strategizing with you in the next episode.